Have you tried training methods that just didn't work? Do you feel that your pet is not getting his or her nutritional needs met? Are illnesses and bad behavior your daily norm? You're going to want to join me on The Pet Parenting Reset, where you'll hear interesting and informative interviews and get solutions to all your pet problems. I'm your host, Jessica L. Fisher. Welcome back to the Pet Parenting Reset Podcast. I am so glad you decided to join me again. In this week's podcast, we are actually talking about the seven miracle steps to train your dog. And this is going to be part one of two because seven steps is a lot to take in um, at one time. So we're going to break this up into two parts. So definitely make sure if you are not already subscribed, subscribe wherever you get your podcast at. Um, Hopefully it has reached everywhere by now. (laughs) Uh, I've submitted it to all the major podcast networks. So whether you listen on Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts or Spotify or wherever it it may be, um, check it out. I hope you subscribe so you don't miss next week's episode, which is going to be part two of the seven miracle steps to train your dog. And So the seven miracle steps is something that I came up with. I actually originally called it the seven canine commandments and I wrote a book about them and the book is called the seven miracle steps uh, to get, I don't know, seven miracle steps, right? (laughs) Um, If you are watching on YouTube or Rumble, I'll insert an image of the book here. So in this week's episode, we're going to talk about the first four of seven miracle steps and next week we will recap and we'll do the last three so let's get right into this if you are new here my name is jessica and i am a pet parent coach and a positive reinforcement dog trainer so uh, the pet parenting reset is all about different methods for pet parenting success so I'm so excited you're here with me. Let's get right into the first four of these seven miracle steps. So the very first step is positivity. And this this one, a lot of these, they may sound really, really simple, but guys, let me tell you, they are they are easy but not simple. Does that make sense? Or simple but not easy. I think I have that backwards. They're simple but not easy. That's what it is. They're simple but not easy. So Positivity is a must. And when we're dealing with our, with any animal, with our pets in our home or any other animal we may encounter, positivity is so incredibly important. And here's the thing. When we put positivity in place, when we really focus our mindset on being positive and in the moment with our pet, this it's going to start like trickling out into other aspects of our life, which is really amazing because the more positive we can be in our and look, I'm still working on it. I'm doing better, but I am working on it. And the more positive we can be in our lives, the more, I mean, the happier we are, the more positive things come our way because that's what we're attracting. When we give off positivity, we get back positivity. That's why it is so important to remain positive. And here's the thing. I always like to tell people, we don't want to train in more than 10, maybe 15 minute increments increments at a time because 
it, it, it gets old, right? It's hard to maintain. Our dogs get frustrated, especially if they may not be getting it, or maybe we're not, we're, we're not teaching the way they're learning. We need to, we, that, that's part of, you know, being a positive reinforcement trainer is teaching the way dogs learn. So no more than 10 to 15 minutes. If your dog, if you, if you have gotten frustrated, your dog has already been frustrated. That's my key. Like that, that's my rule of thumb. Stop. If you feel like your positivity is going down the drain, stop. Be positive. That's the very first canine commandment or miracle step that we are, we're calling them miracle steps today. I got to remember that. So number two, the second miracle step in training your dog is patience. Again, this is something we can really do with more of in our everyday lives, right? Not just when we're talking about our dogs, but specifically, that, that's what we're talking about today. We're talking about training. And you know what? These same principles apply if we're training cats uh, so, or any animal. Any animal, these same principles apply. So patience. Look, I just said it. If you are frustrated, your dog has already been frustrated. And on a positive note, stop come back to it in a few hours or the next day. Don't let yourself get there. Don't go there. Be positive. Be patient. Now, and that patience comes in so many forms because, you know, if we are allowing our dogs time to process what we're asking of them, giving them that space to think it through and get it right don't ask them don't don't ask them for the same cue or command over and over and over again right ask it once and be patient let your dog figure out what you're asking if you need to help them get there that's fine but once we have helped them get there and we ask them we have we have associated a verbal cue or a hand signal or a clicker with a an action or behavior once we've associated that give them time provide that space and patience for them to get it right don't keep asking for it over and over your dog is thinking give them time to process patience comes in so many forms and again when we start practicing patience with our dog it starts trickling out into other areas of our lives and really can make a huge difference for us. So while I'm giving you these to help you in training your dog or cat or whatever animal it may be that you're training, these are really great life lessons too. So let's move on to the third in the list of miracle steps to train your dog. So the third one is really, really key to positive reinforcement. And that is that rewards shape behavior. And here's the thing. I do generally like to start out with food or treat rewards. I think they're great for most dogs, most animals in general. But the thing is that we also need to realize that rewards come in all shapes and sizes and every animal is going to be a little bit different in what they like and what they prefer. So maybe your dog actually prefers one-on-one -on -one interaction with you over treats. I actually have a cat like this 
She will all day long choose to be in my lap getting petted over eating food, any sort of food, any food I have ever offered to her. She would rather be in my lap getting petted. So there are animals out there like that. It happens. So figuring out your dog's hierarchy of rewards. Now, when we are using food rewards or treats, there even just in that category, there's a hierarchy of rewards and things that your dog prefers over others. So that's important to figure out as well. But there are so many things we can do that outside of just giving food rewards that are rewards for our dog. Attention, petting, playing, different types of toys that your dog may like. And and your dog has a hierarchy of, of where, where they rank their toys as well. So so many different things. Maybe you have trained your dog for um, agility or dock diving and just the action of getting to, you know, getting to participate in that sport is a reward for them. So there are so many different things that can be rewards. It's not always about food, but understand that that is what rewards shape behaviors. And here's the thing. This is we're animals too. humans are animals. And the same holds true with us. We learn through rewards whatever that reward may be. And, you know, the way we're taught currently in school is through, you know, a grading system and the reward is a better grade, right? But at work, it's through promotions and raises and bonuses. We, we work in the exact same way. So think of that next time, really think of it. The next time you are working with your dog and understand that rewards there's a value system for rewards and there are many different types of rewards and figure out what your dog or cat or whatever animal you're working with loves most and other things they like I mean, there's so many things they like we, we need to figure out their hierarchy of rewards so that is the third in the list of miracle steps that i think are key foundational in, re- in training with your dog. So the fourth one, and this is the last one we're going to talk about today, uh, but we are going to pick this up again next week and finish out the, the full seven. So the fourth one is about being the protector. And I'm going to try not to get too long winded with, winded with this, but if you have been through any of my online courses, if you have uh, been watching me on YouTube over the years, you know that you may know (laughs) because i've talked about this quite a few times pack theory is has been debunked it's the truth pack theory has been debunked there are still many 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 people out there there are still many trainers out there who train based on pack theory and i think it's unfortunate uh, but we know that pack theory has been debunked. It is not true. What happened was there were some researchers who studied wolves in captivity, and these wolves were not of the same family unit. So these wolves were captured from various places around the world, brought in to the same enclosure, and they were studied. Now, this is absolutely not natural. It's not a natural setting for them. It's not their natural environment and it's not their natural family unit. These are these were, you know, wolves that had never met grown wolves in most cases that had never met each other before. So, there was a lot of hostility, a lot of aggression, a lot of tension 
which is natural, um, but not typical in a family setting for wolves. So that research that was done was published and pack theory was invented. And for generations, a few generations, uh, a couple generations, um, a lot of dog trainers trained on pack theory. And unfortunately, there are still trainers that are out there training on pack theory. And uh, I promise the story is going somewhere. One of the original researchers who is still alive actually came out, gosh, it's probably been 20, 15, 20 years ago and said that he really wishes that, that uh, they would just, unpl- he came out with a book saying all of that research was uh, invalid. It was not scientific in nature whatsoever. It is not true. It's not appropriate. Um, that the, the, the research that was originally done is just, it's poor research. And he came out with new research based, and, and others actually have come out with new research based on watching and observing wolf packs, wolf families in the wild. And their findings are radically different. So naturally, a wolf pack is a family unit. You're going to have one breeding pair and their offspring. And as the offspring grow, they actually will leave to find their mate and create their own pack. So it's one breeding pair and their offspring. That's the pack very, very much like a family unit that you would see here in the US or the UK or Australia or wherever you are in the world. You have a mother and father and children and not, I'm not getting political with this, so let's not go there, but you have a breeding pair and their offspring. That is a family unit. So it, it biologically, by inside, you know, science based in, in nature, that's what you see, a breeding pair and their offspring. So, um, no, no political posts on this. We're not, we're not getting political at all with this. A breeding pair and their offspring. That is a family unit. Now in a family unit, what do you expect? You expect that the breeding pair teach their offspring, but there is no, so that's the hierarchy in the pack. There isn't an alpha there. That's just not how it works in the wild. So really, really interesting you know, the original researcher came out against the research and we now know that it's not this pack theory with an alpha who is the end-all be-all dictator of the pack. That's not how this works. That's not how it works in the wild. That's not how a family unit functions, at least not one that uh, functions well, right? That's not how, how it works. So a well-functioning family unit does have, you know, the breeding pair at the, at the head or the, the parents, <laughs> right, who are in charge. And I, I say that if you're watching the video, like in quotations, because they, they are the eldest and they are the wisest and they are the ones that go out and hunt and get the food and bring it back to the family for, you know, to eat. They help each other and protect each other and teach each other. And, it's very, um, very family oriented. That's how your dog fits into your home. And the reason that I bring all of this up is because when we think about 
how we originally, and I say we very loosely because humans, not me or you, but humans originally began to, to domesticate wolves into what we now have many, many, many years later as dogs. Um, those There was a symbiotic relationship. The wolves would warn, so people back then, humans, had small tribes that would they they may travel around if they were hunters or they it, it may actually be like a, a small village of people what happens is the symbiotic relationship was that wolves would actually warn the people in the tribe or the village if if there were there was any threat coming in right outside threat coming in they would be able to warn the people that something was going on and something something not good is is coming um and they do that through you know howls and things like that letting the people know what's going on what's approaching now as part of that the wolves kind of would live on the outskirts and any remnants any leftover food anything that wasn't human edible right would get tossed out and that and the wolves would feed off of it so it was a very symbiotic relationship now when we think about dogs in our homes you may have a dog that barks their head off and i get this all the time like literally all the time and i see it on social media all the time your dog is barking your their head off right and here's the thing i don't hate that like yes I need it to stop at a certain point, but I, it's my dog's job to warn me that there's a potential threat coming in or getting close to our home. So I don't hate that. I just need to be able to harness that. And that's where Be the Protector comes in because what happens is in that symbiotic relationship from thousands of years ago when it was wolves and, you know, tribes or villages of, of humans, the wolves are the warning system and you then take over. Okay. You're like, ah, oh, thank you for letting me know. And I'm now going to protect the human, the other humans in this tribe or village, we're, we're going to protect ourselves, but you warned us and let us know. That's what this is about. So we need to reframe our minds. And this may look, I've given you four huge things today, and I hope you don't solely focus on this one, but this one's pretty big. I tend to see people focus on this one more than anything else. But if you need to go back and replay the podcast, I highly recommend you do so because all four of these really are super like, I had to narrow things down to seven. Seven was like my, uh, are you sure I have to get down to this, <laughs> right? These are all really important, but people do tend to tend to, tend to really hone in on this one because it's like a, 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 a switch gets flipped in your mind and you're like, oh, oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. Are you sure? That's, that's what's going on. So the whole thing is that your dog is here to warn you they are a warning system and then you take over so if you haven't already read the book I definitely recommend you checking it out you can get a digital copy for like five bucks it's insanely inexpensive um, if you check the link tree or go to the show notes 
go to jessicaelfisher.com and click on podcast and that'll take you to the show notes page and um I'll have the link tree listed there and, and everything everything else. Um, you can grab a copy of the digital book. If you're in the U.S., I can mail you a physical copy of the book if you would like. Um, you can go to that same link and then click on, I'm in the U.S. and I want a paper copy of this book. But anyway, um, that's just my little, this podcast is brought to you by, <laughs> this podcast is brought to you by the Seven Miracle Steps. Yes, I wrote the book. So <laughs> that's a little commercial in the middle of this podcast. But anyway, um, I definitely recommend you check it out because I do go further into detail into these, but I really am trying to give you like the Cliff's Notes in this podcast and then next week's podcast um, so that you really get like the, the, bulk of the information that you can kind of go go forward with with but it's their job to warn us it's our job then to take over and you know protect our home that's the that's the they are the warning system we are the protector that's really what this miracle step is about that is a huge shift right that's a huge shift in our reality so um i'm gonna go ahead like i said some of these I can breeze through some of these. We really need a deeper dive in and, and being the protector is one of those that we really need a deep needed a deeper dive in. So I'm going to end on that one because I don't want to overwhelm you today. I think uh, hopefully, hopefully <laughs> you just got um, a big like, you know, what's that mind blow emoji <laughs> on that one. If not, kudos to you. Thank you. You you may have been following me for a while and, and have uh heard that one before. So I appreciate you for being here, all of you for being here and for listening. Thank you for taking the time to listen to the Pet Parenting Reset podcast and definitely check out the show notes, jessicalfisher.com. Fisher does not have a C in it, by the way, um, and click on podcast. You can hear the podcast there. You can get links to anything I talk about there. And I, before we go, I do have to mention that I hope you check out my Patreon because I really have like a, a little family over there on Patreon and I want you to become a part of it. You get extended and exclusive content over there and and you can participate, um, which I really, really want for you to do. I want to learn more about you. I want to learn more about your pets. I want to learn what is, I want to know what information that I can provide to you that is best going to help you and by joining me over on patreon we can actually have like combos and figure all of this stuff out i can help you personally there or uh you can give me some you know hey i really want to hear about this and i can do a podcast on it which would be awesome so I hope, I hope to see you over on Patreon. The Patreon link is, if you just go to Patreon, you can search Jessica Fisher, or um, again, you can go to the show notes at jessicalfisher.com and click on, you can click on Patreon actually, uh, which is right next to podcast and join me over there as well. I also hope you, I really hope you enjoy the content on this podcast. So I do hope you give it a five-star review on whichever uh, network you listen to your podcast on, Apple, Google, uh, Stitcher, what are some Spotify, wherever you are listening to your podcast. I hope you enjoy it and give it a five-star review. And here's the thing. I want to help as many people and their pets as I possibly can. And the best way that you can help me do that is by giving me a five-star review, because when you do that, then that podcast network can recommend it 
to other people like you who have pets and then when it gets recommended to them because you gave it a five-star review then they can listen and they can give it a five-star review (laughs) hopefully and then others can it can be recommended to others that's really how the message gets out there and yeah so you can help me help pets and their parents pets and their parents yes that's what i wanted to say by giving this podcast a five-star review and subscribing to the podcast i would love to have you subscribe to the podcast wherever you get your podcast from um whichever network that may be also the video for this will go up on youtube and rumble so i do hope you check that out as well or you know some people prefer the podcast some people prefer the video so it's going to be wherever wherever you want to get the content that's where it's going to be if you want to get the content somewhere and it is not there let me know about it yeah let me know about it so i can hopefully get it there for you all right guys i've gotten a little long-winded i will talk to you next week until then Love you guys, love your pets, be safe, and yeah, be happy and healthy. Talk to you next week. Bye.